0: Right, 1 Peter chapter 4. Now for context sake, we will um, read from verses 8. Right, from verse 8 to verse 11. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 to 11 reading. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Christ Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Let us all turn to God in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for gathering us into thy house once again, for seeing us through yet another week of study and work. We thank you especially for every opportunity to study your word. Lord, we know that this freedom is truly a privilege. We pray that none of us will ever take it for granted. And Father, now we pray once again for the fresh cleansing and washing in the blood of our savior. We asking, we ask O Lord that this night you would open our eyes of understanding. But above all, speak to our hearts and transform our lives. Lord, cause each one of us to respond to your holy word, that we would live as strangers and pilgrims as we ought to on this earth. Help, O Lord, to feed your children in the house tonight. or Help the facilitators as they um, um, facilitate the DHW. Lord, be in thy house to bless richly. O Father, we pray that you use your holy word to build strong church to serve you. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so, now last week we were at verse 10. Remember, as every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, what is the gift? Receive the gift. Now, all of us are given um, things in life, all right? Various things, abilities, possessions, time, health. Now, God says all of us have been Given gifts from God. Now, even so, minister the same one to another. Now, quick revision. So, God says, Even so, as you, have give, as you receive gifts from me, even so, minister one to another. Now, when you read even so, God says, I gave you, and even so, minister one to another. What is one of the things that must come to our mind clearly? All right, That must come immediately to our minds. Um, CB. want the key points. All right, next, um, Jemima. And it's, expected of it's expected. All right. Even so, even so, it's like your daddy and mommy tells you. Now, I gave you this to share with your brother. Even so, you must share it with them, right? Even so, it's expected. So, when it's even so, it's expected of you. So, one one of that, one of the thing that Christian must remember on earth is. Hospitality is expected, alright? God, whatever that you have in your life, it is expected that you use it, alright? Use it for hospitality, even at your age. Please remember that, it's expected. Alright, another thing, um, um, Janelle, do you remember? It's it's expected, something along that line, whenever you receive something, what what must come to your mind when God says, you have received the gift, even so, minister to others. We are just channels, all right? Okay, very good. So all of us are just channels. So the moment you receive something, you must not feel this is mine to keep and mine to use for myself. You are just simply a channel. So God said, even so, you receive the gift, even so. Now, minister means actually to serve. All right, we'll study more today. To serve. You're supposed to use it to serve others. So Christian, whenever you receive something, Alright, maybe the last one, Um, um, Jillian. So, yes, so I receive something, then it's expected for me to use it. Uh, What do you say, Janelle? We are channels. channels? I'm just a channel. Then every time you look at something that you receive, what must come to your mind about the thing? God has equipped us to do it. God has equipped us to do it. No one can give excuses. I cannot cannot, um, be hospitable. I cannot serve. I cannot be useful. No one can say that. Because God says you have received a gift. Unless you say, well, I have no health, I have no, I have no possession, I have no home, I have no, um, no abilities. I have nothing, zero. I'm a vegetable lying in bed. Then maybe you have an excuse. As long as you are living, you have abilities, God says, you are expected to be a channel to use that thing for others. Now, it means this, Christian, every time you have something... Alright, how many pens do you have, Uh, uh, Abigail? You don't know, too many, you lost count or you you have not enough? I have many. Many, Many. alright, many. Now, you have many things. Every time you look at something that you possess, you must remember, this is actually meant for someone. I want to say that again, I hope that you get this. When God says, even, look at verse 10, right? Even as every man, no man can give any excuse, hath received the gift, even so minister the same. Now, it means when you have something, it is God giving it to you to be used for someone. Alright? So, Christian, have you reached a stage in your life where you really look at what you have? This is meant for someone else. It's not just for me. It's meant for someone else. I think at home is the most difficult, right? Do you share with your siblings? The most difficult is to be sharing things with your sibling. Everything that you receive from mommy is all mine. It's all for me. It never occurred to you. This is also for my brothers and sisters. Alright, so Christian, everything that you have is meant for someone else. Why do you have so many pens? Now you realize Why? Very good. So if you have many pens, all right, this one is for God gave me to use. But how is why do I have so many more? Because someone else, someone else, someone else who may need it if they're very poor and they don't have, right? The the equipment or whatever it is. So whatever it is that you have, you ask yourself, God, why do I have more than one? I need one, yes, for me to live my life, I need one. But if more whenever you have more than one, and sometimes even if you have one, it is meant for someone else, right? God did not intend for you to have it. It's meant for someone else. Alright, so let that be very clear in your heart. How many have more than $10 in your bank? Right, and say, well, I only need $10 this week. If I have more than $10, why? It's meant for someone who may be in need. Alright, so remember that. Now, we move to today. Alright, now we move to verse 11. Oh, sorry, we haven't finished, all right? Verse 10, I promise you that we'll finish up verse 10. Now, even so, minister the same one to another. Now, the word as comes again. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now, the question is this. What is the meaning of stewards? What's the meaning of stewards? Because, okay, look up here. eh? God says, now, everything that I gave to you, everything that you have, It's meant to be used as a channel. You're just a channel, right? Meant to be used for serving God. Used for God's work, right? Everything, okay? Even at your age, your abilities and all, even in school. Now, then God says as stewards. As means because you are stewards. Because you are stewards, you need to act this way. I say this again. As stewards means because you are stewards, that is why you need to live like a channel. That's all. Live like a channel, okay. Now, so what is a steward? Do you anyone have friends? A friend, anywhere friends called Steward? Steward, no, no, you have no, no. I, I had a, um, a flatmate who was called Steward, all right. I never knew what it meant. All I remember is the landlady always screaming at him, Steward, Steward, because. I think it ends with T. Nobody names NCT, ends with T. Because he will leave his rubbish in the sink, he will leave his mess in the house, and he, oh, Stewart. steward! That's all I remember, all right, steward. Well, steward with a D. Now, what does it mean? Anyone want to guess? Next person. All right, own. Um, What's a steward? Someone who works on the aeroplane. <laughs> All right, a, per- a steward is a person who doesn't own anything, and he have any. If he has anything, it is meant for the use of God. All right, so that's one idea. Very good. Um, now, what is a steward? Now, this word actually begins um, is is actually describing a manager of a household. Manager of a household means someone who takes care of a home. All right, so. In those days they have well they have, they have slaves all right some some are slaves some are working people then one of them will be assigned as a steward all right and he's supposed to take care of the house for the head of the house now his duty is to make sure all right to make sure that um, the the servants in the house get what they need to do the housework Alright, so imagine the house has many servants. So I'm the head steward, alright? Now I say, alright, servant, this servant needs to clean the toilet. This servant needs to cook. This servant uh, may need to um, do gardening. Then the head steward, is his responsibility is to make sure that all the servants in the house, because he's the manager, have what they need to do the work, alright? So that is why he's called a steward. He's a manager in the house. Now, the other thing about him is... Now, he is supposed to make sure, all right, make sure that what the people need, they receive. It's not like, oh, I know you need gardening tools. I see, I have the gardening tools, but I don't care. It's his responsibility to make sure they have what they need. That's the second thing you must remember. So, he's a manager and he has responsibility, all right? Manager and responsibility. Now, third one is what Hazel, for example, have mentioned. Now, what he has is actually not for him to use for himself, all right? It's meant to take care of what the head of the home requires. So the head of the home says, Now I, I want a nice garden. I want to make sure there's food in the house uh, for everyone to eat. I want to make sure that the house is clean. So the, the head of the home have all these things that he once done. Okay, now the steward is to make sure that he used, he would make use of all these things. And you know, these things don't belong to me. It's my boss's things. It belongs to the house, the head of the home. It's not mine to use as I wish. Alright, so these three things you must remember. Number one, he's supposed to manage. Number two, he has responsibilities. Now, number three, he must always remember, these things are not for me. So he cannot say. He cannot say. Well, the servants go to him and say, "Well, we, we need um we need meat to cook steak tonight, okay?" Then the the still cannot say. Uh, I don't care about you. All this meat uh, is for myself to cook for myself to eat tonight. Then the servant says, "We need to go to the market to buy things. All right? We need money." The boss have already given him money. I don't care about you. I intend to use all this money, which is meant for the servants to go to the market. I want to use this to buy my own toys, to, to entertain myself, right? So he, cannot, he must always remember, the third one, he must remember, these things are not mine. Not mine. They are meant to be used for the boss's purposes. Okay? So three things. You must manage, you are responsible, and you must always remember, These things don't belong to you. Meant to be used for what the boss wants it to be used for. Alright, so three things. This is um, a steward. So some of these key characteristics must be um, clear in your mind. Okay, now. um, Okay, so I would say that in managing the thing, in managing things, whatever he has, when he manages it, he's always managing it on behalf of the boss. Okay, taking care of it on behalf of the boss. Means the boss says, I want this to be done. Then he must know that I'm doing this on behalf of him. Alright? Okay, so with that idea. Now, then we move to question number two. Alright, so there's a steward. There's a steward. Or maybe you look at verse, verse, verse 10 first. Huh? Uh, sorry, yeah, verse 10. Now, so God says, even as every man have received the gift... Even so, minister one to another. He's saying, just like I gave you money, even so, make sure you use it to give it to the servants who need money to go to the market. Alright? And that is why, look at verse 10, that is why I call you a steward. A steward. Okay? That is why I call you a steward. Now, is it any ordinary steward? Okay, look at the word. Natasha, what kind of steward does God expect us to be? If you look at verse 10, what kind of steward? Good steward, very good, right? God did not say just be a steward, all right? Because we can be bad stewards. And God specifically wants to add the adjective to wake us up. You must make sure you are a good steward. Now, can you think, now you understand the responsibilities, I I must administer, I must manage, I I have responsibilities, and I must remember these things don't belong to me. Now, once you think that is a steward, Give some characteristics of a good steward. So you, that is you, you know, Christians, you're sitting here, right? Wait, maybe you think that I'm not a steward. Maybe you think I'm not a steward, I don't own things. Are you, okay? Maybe I ask the next question. Nicole, do you think you're a steward? People say, I'm just a student. You know, I depend on my mom to give me money, my parents to give me money. I, I depend on everybody, I'm not a steward. Do you think you're a steward? Um, Why? Alright, excellent answer. So listen, do not think that just because you don't have money, no one gives you oh, this whole bunch of things to take care of, you're not a steward. As a student, you have time. Right? Time, you're supposed to manage time. Time is given to you. Remember, the first thing about steward is you manage. You must manage that correctly, responsibly. Alright? And remember, time is not yours. So you must think, how shall I use the time tonight? Right? Just. Study and study and study and Don't come to church Or do what you want to do Alright, you're manager of time Very good Now, so let's come back What are some examples of good qualities of a steward? Sorry, I, I forget your name Lily. Lily Right, I thought it was Lily But I just don't call it wrongly Right, Lily Now, Lily, can you think of an example of a good steward? So imagine you you're, you're, your parents come Lily, you're a steward I want you to be a good steward What are some characteristics, qualities? All right, good, right, it. You don't just think of yourself. The steward is always thinking about what other people need because he needs to get the job done. He needs to get the boss's job done. So he cannot be someone who just care about himself. Right, go away, don't disturb me. You have a need, ah, that's your problem. All right, so must be, consider- must be thinking about the needs of others as they need to do something for God. Very good, next one, that's just it. Say it Oh, Not easily bright. <laughs> not someone who's greedy for money. If you're a bad, you're you're bad steward, you see money, you see whatever, you don't keep it for yourself. Okay. What else? Um, next person. Quickly. JB. Uh, accountability. Very, very good. Alright. Someone who is, have a very strong sense of accountability. You're a steward. I don't own these things. I must be very fearful of my master. I must always be thinking I I will be called to accounting. I am accountable. So you're very careful with how you use what you have, right? Accountable. Now please don't take all this down and like, okay, like uh, answering exam question. Because that's you, you know. You're supposed to be accountable. Have you been accountable this week on how you spend your time? Have you been accountable this week on how you spend your money? And all those things, have you been? Then you have to ask yourself, look like I've not been a good steward, right? So it's not just um, um, quiz questions. Now, next one, last one, Josiah. What else? A good steward, sorry? Proactive, Proactive, okay, good. Someone who is responsible is proactive. Remember, one of the characteristics, uh, one of the responsibilities, he must be very responsible, so he must be proactive. He must think, if I have these things, What are they supposed to be used for? Let me see. What does the church need? Let me see. What does another Christian need? Let me see. Right? So, you know it's proactive. Right? Graciel, what's proactive? Say again? Not sure. Proactive, right? Active. Active means you do something, right? Pro means before. Right? You're always thinking ahead. You're thinking ahead. So, alright, so some some of this. Now let me give you some, alright? So the person must be trustworthy. Alright? So a steward must be trustworthy. Can God trust you with things? Maybe as children you already know, right? The parents say, no, I'm not gonna, gonna put more money in your bank than needed for this month in school. Because I give you more, I cannot trust you. Correct? So, Christian, you must know. God intends to use you. Are you trustworthy? Very often, we, we, God does not use us, God does not give us things because we are not trustworthy, right? So trustworthy is a good steward, um, quality. Now, next one, obedient, obedient, right? The master says, this is meant for this use. So one day, you, you find that, oh, I, I come out and work, then I have, I, have, um, I have a salary, then there is a church project or there is a mission work, now you know that money is to be used for god's work are you obedient no i don't want to obey god i want to use the money to spend it all on a holiday spend it all on buying a big nice car i don't want to obey god in being a good steward to use it for his kingdom's work remember everything that you have is meant for god's work right you are just stewards. we are just stewards now next one now what about faithfulness faithfulness Someone who is very reliable or like Josiah said responsible. You are very reliable. You are faithful, trustworthy, faithful, alright? Now, next one. What about honest? Huh? You must be honest. A good steward is always honest. Not this well, I will use this time for God. Alright? But actually, you don't, alright? You tell mommy and daddy, I want to use this time. Daddy Mama will use this time to to read the bible but you're not reading the bible alright you're not you, you are just um, um, using that time to fool around okay so you must be someone who is honest honest now next one is um, I can't remember one of you said this but I can't remember the word but well oh yeah consider the interests of God God's God's work God's purposes is the most important thing Right? That's a good steward. Okay? So, if you are a good child at home, you will always say, well, what the family needs is the most important, right? So, you're always worried about God's work. When at your age, do you worry about God's work? How many of you prayed for election this Sunday? It's election, you know? Well, okay, okay. <laughs> some of them come out. Because on Tuesday night. Eh? <laughs> I'm saying at home. All right? Good. Those of you who prayed, good. How many of you were interested in God's church. Because it's gonna be who will serve for the next three years, right? Who will be in which office. So a good steward say I have time, right? Who don't have time? We all have some time. After studying we have time. Ask some of you, what are you going to do these holidays? I don't know. I'm very bored. I don't know what to do with my time. So now you learn, I'm a steward. So how many of you have been interested in God's church and said, Lord, I pray for the church. Please appoint the right people according to your will. How many of you use the time for that? Why? Because we were not interested. All right? We did not see that the time that God, God gave us to be used right, for prayer for His church. We are not interested. All right? So this is an example to help you understand. Or maybe we're going to ask you, right? Um, ask you now. Well, how many of you can go for nursing home on Sundays, but you don't? But you don't go. Sunday is the Lord's Day. Definitely you have time. Right? You shouldn't be spending your time breaking the Sabbath. So that time is definitely useful for visiting um, the nursing homes, right? speaking to the elderly. You're the age where you can go. How many of you say, well, I don't care because I don't care about God's kingdom. Now, I would say that Sunday is one of the days that you have to ask yourself, God, have I been a good steward? What do you use the time for? Alright? So, stewardship is meant to serve God. You can go to the nursing home, and encourage the elderly. Do you realize that elderly love people your age? When they see people your age go to the home, they are very excited. Because they love to talk to young people. Right? They, they, maybe they remember, they think of their grandchildren who don't visit them. Right? Teenagers. Yeah. University students, they, they love to talk to. It encourages them. And you can also use the time to encourage them in God's word, right? So are you using the time for that? No, I'm using the time to study for myself to get good grades. Are you doing that? Then you're not a good steward. Now, next one. Now, what about someone who is um, self self-disciplined, control self-controlled, self-disciplined? A good steward is self-discipline. God, I just heard. I just heard, yes. And I just learned that I can use my time to go to the nursing home. I can use my time to pray for the church. I can use my time during the holidays to do something for the church. And I can ask pastor, is there anything I can do for the church at home? I can use my time for that. A, a good steward is self-discipline. They I said, I know now I will do it. There's self-discipline, right? I know there is something to be done. I discipline myself to do it. Will you start this Sunday? Will you start every day? So, that is a good steward. So, God does not say, just be a steward. He said, now, you and I need to think. Are we good stewards? Okay? So, good stewards. Now, of course, a good steward, the last one, I mean, of course, there may be many. The last one is, he's prayerful. Prayerful, not playful. Prayerful, not playful playful prayerful now why do i say that now how can a good steward know what to do with what he has the good steward goes to the master master what do you need done to be done master what do i use this for right you're giving me this what do i use it for so a good steward Praise, seek God's will, Read right? the Bible, know what God wants him to do. You don't have to say, God, what do you want to me to do this Sunday? It's already known. All right? There are many things available for you to do, but you must be disciplined. All right? So, some examples of qualities of a good steward. Now, Christian, are you a steward? Look at verse 10. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Look at verse 10, as every man, means every single one of you in here, is included in this verse. And then, in verse 10, God says, as good stewards, means all of us are stewards. Wait, who's the youngest in this room? Abigail. Abigail, just because the youngest, are you, are you exempted from verse 10? No. All right. Every single one of us are stewards. So maybe you go home and you tell Daniel Mammy, Mommy, can you sew on my jacket or, or give me a name tag that reminds me, steward? So you walk around, I'm steward, I'm a steward, right? Because all of us are stewards, really. It's just that we don't think of it. But God says, every man you have received, then you are a steward. Anyone here say, I have not received anything from God, we can't say that. As long as you receive, verse 10 tells you you are already a steward. Because you're a channel. Now, then we move on, alright? Question number three. Now, what are we responsible for as stewards? As stewards, what are we responsible for? Look at verse 10. It already tells us, good stewards of the many-fold grace of God. Many-fold grace of God. That is what you're a steward of. Okay, manifold grace of God. Now, the other question is, what's a manifold grace of God? All right, I think i start from the back. Um, Jesse, what do you think are the examples of manifold grace of God? Or maybe what's a manifold grace of God? Like his, or Say again? His um, I guess, um... Maybe we start with one at a time. What is manifold? many yeah many what is it fold um because of a lot okay now many means a lot okay now like you take a piece of paper you fold 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 this is i can imagine uh, fold. then every every part you put oh one one part oh another part oh another so many folds right many fold is well one way to help you to remember means all kinds you unfold, it's something there, you unfold, it's another thing there, you unfold, it's another thing, you turn to the back, it's another thing there. Many fold. Right? So it's all kinds, it's not just not just many, but it's all kinds. Alright? Okay, so now you have many fold, right? So now you know all kinds. But the question is, what's grace? Alright, grace, grace, I'll ask you grace. Grace, what's grace? Do you know your name? What's grace? Grace is a girl attending what's school? What do you think is grace? Grace? Any ideas? God gives us grace. God gives us grace. What is an example of grace? One a, a particular example of grace. Not sure. All right, next. Help her. What's grace? Um, alright, first and foremost, grace is what we don't deserve. And um, well, God graciously grants it to us. We don't we don't even deserve that, alright? But we have it. Okay? Alright, so well, God graciously we don't deserve it, God gives it to us. But an example of grace, such a grace, uh, Noah. Yes. Take it. All right, the first one is salvation. Right, salvation grace is one example. All right, now, can you share your salvation grace with others? You can, in the sense of helping people to know how you got saved, what is how to be saved. All right, but you can't share your salvation. Okay, I'm saved. All right, so I share some of my salvation with with uh, with my brother and sisters. It's not that bad. Well, in the sense, salvation grace, you know how you are saved. You can share with people. Well, another example of grace? Next, all right. Our life, your life itself is a grace. Unless you say I'm dead, okay, I'm dead, I can't do anything. As long as you are living, is the grace of God. Enoch, another example of grace. His love. His love. All right. So you share God's love. Okay. How you share God's love? God loves you, and God gives you many things, and you use it to serve God, share it with others. Next one. Wait I mean, here. Caleb. Last one. Say again. Very good, alright? Now we became, become more practical. It's about well, salvation, about love. But it's... Some, now you're, you're stewards. You know, stewards are real concrete thing that you can use. Not that you can't use God's love and huh, the gospel. But concrete, your health. Your health. I have health. I have health. Means I can use that. You're supposed to be steward of that. Maybe I'll ask the brother. What else? No belongings. Your belongings. Anything that you possess... Is God graciously gave it to you? Maybe I ask Matthew. Matthew, um, you, have, you have pens, you have, uh, you have you have clothes, you have uh, all these things. All right, shoes. Now, who gave it to you? Um. Test question. Trick question. Because you say, Daddy, then then, then I will say something. And then you say, God, then I'll tell you, daddy that dad, he didn't give it to you. So, who gave it to you? My parents. Your parents. Alright? When you say, is it really your parents? Um, God. God. Why do you say God? God. God gave the ability for my parents to buy them. Very good, right? God gave daddy job, then daddy have money, and daddy can buy it for me, right? So ultimately, it's from God. So what about possessions? Possessions. I already said just now, possessions. Now one day, I'll give an example. You know, one day you, you grow up, and then you work, and then God blesses you, and you're able to buy a car. Is that a grace of God? One of the manifold grace of God? Yes. Now, so you are a steward, remember? Steward. So who owns the car? Remember one of the characteristics of steward. You look. Who owns the car? Okay, we might ask the next question. Uh, Tanya. God. Why, why does God own the car? You look at your license, you look at the car ownership, Is Tanya. Um, because... Um, I don't right. So you, a steward, always thinks like that. Whatever I have, you cannot look at it and say, "Oh, I, I, Daddy, it's from Daddy, it's from my hard work and all that." Now, ultimately, if God don't give you health, do you think you can work? You know, some people say, "Oh, no, it's it's me. I work. I studied. I went to university and I work and I can buy this nice car and then got struck down with." Cancer. Cannot work. have to sell away the car. Then you begin to realize, actually, it's God's mercy. If God did not keep certain things from you, you may lose your health. Alright? All right? So, manifold. right? manifold. Possessions, health, time. Just now, right? Nicole mentioned time. And so on, and so on. Alright? Now, what about intelligence? Is it a manifold grace of God? Definitely. Intelligence. So, those of you who are... Well, above average in school, do well in school. Well, don't say, I, because I am clever. It's a manifold grace of God. Now, so those who are not so clever, does it mean you didn't get grace from God? What do you think? It doesn't mean that, all right? It means, well, God gives people different gifts, that's all. Well, we have different gifts. In the end, you who may not be as, as, as good in studies, maybe have certain abilities in other areas that God intend to use alright so everyone have different gifts alright so um, alright so intelligence is another one for example time and so on now uh, let me see now what about when you grow up Phoebe when you grow up what what is an example of a manifold grace of God so for example, if you grow up and then God wants Phoebe to be single, for example, all right? I'm, I'm, I'm not prophesying, right? I'm just saying, maybe. Right? If God wants you to be single, is that a manifold grace of God? Why? Very good, right? If I'm single, then I have extra time that is different from families. Not that families are, are wrong, right? are sinful. But I have more time than those people who are married that I can use that time to serve God, right? To be useful to God. Alright, so that's an example. And if you're married, um, then i ask Veronica, if God wants you to get married and then one day you're married and you're married and you're children, is that a manifold grace of God is marriage? Why? very good because when you're married and then your God gives children into your home that children you can bring up these children to be godly children for the next generation alright you see it's all manifold grace of God we should never look at singlehood marriage money health time um, intelligence as these are mine a good stable always remember I'm just a channel I'm responsible to take care of these things they don't belong to me they are meant to be managed used For God Now Now I ask Alright So um, ah, Later on Alright so next Alright okay So I think we've covered enough For question number three Now let's go to question number four Alright question number four Now what is the end purpose Of stewardship What is the end purpose The chief purpose Of stewardship Jennifer For God's purpose. Alright, you look at the verse. You are looking at the verse, so it's good. What is the end purpose of stewardship? Say again? Everything is glorified God. Is it true? It's in there, you're right. Now, what is the end purpose of of, 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 of stewardship? Now, let us look at verse 11. Now, if any man speak, that in spite of the oracles of God, if any man minister, is the same word in verse 10, right? Minister means serve. Let him do it as the ability which God giveth. See, it's all about God giving. Now, then that God in all things may be glorified. What is the purpose of stewardship? To glorify God. Alright? To glorify God. Now, I want to ask you the next question then. So, the first one is easy. It's in the Bible direct. Give some reasons why it is important to realize this. Can you give one reason why it is important to realize it is to glorify God? Well, okay. Well, one example is if you don't realize you are stewards and you are supposed to glorify God, then you will live lives, you use everything to glorify yourself, right? Can you give an example of glorifying yourself, using some things to glorify yourself? If you have a lot of time and intelligence, then you could use your studies to um, make everyone think that you're really smart, but um, instead of giving the glory to God. All right. For example, Well, if you, have, if you don't remember, I'm just a steward and I am supposed to glorify God, use everything to glorify God. Then, well, when you have time, when you have intelligence, you use it all to let people know, see, I get A plus for all my subjects, right? I am so clever. And then you want to make a lot of money and say, it's all about me, right? You don't realize, hey, hang on, time, intelligence, is meant to glorify God. I just, I'm supposed to manage it to glorify God. Okay, so that's a good example. Now, I want to specifically point out one example. Now, maybe I ask here, uh, I asked you already, so Elisha. Now, what happens if we think, okay, I must give, I must share, I must help people, I must use everything to help people, and it's always about just helping people, and you don't realize it is about glorifying God? What kind of gospel it becomes? Do you remember? What kind of gospel is that? Don't remember. Okay. Gracia, do you remember? It starts with S. Very good. It will become a social gospel. Alright? You will end up propounding the social gospel. Now, look up here. I want you to be very clear. Verse 11. God says, Everything that we do, minister, everything that we steward is to glorify God. Now, do you know what is the social gospel? The social gospel is basically this. It is, well, um, we use Christian principles, uh, we use church money, we use church time mainly to make the lives of people in society better. For example, well, there's Well, problem of drunkenness, problems of robbery, problems of lack of education, problems of um, women being um, 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 abused, problems of, well, not enough, um, insufficient education in a country. Now, all these are social problems, correct? Social problems. Now, the social gospel is this. We are Christians. Now, then let us go and help them. So some of you may, be, may have attended churches, some of you may be having friends in churches where you will find that in the church, they spend a lot of money and time mainly to go into countries to solve social problems, build schools, elevate um, um, safety and all that. Now, all those things are not evil. Remember, they are not evil. But that is not the purpose of Christian stewardship. The Christian is not called to spend... The majority of what we have energy time money that God that is God's to solve social problems all right so remember that so if you don't that me I hope you're paying attention you know maybe I come here so we are here now all right here now now um, you know I miss grace grace now Grace. if we don't realize it is to glorify God what what will happen we will just keep using money to help people and forget about God. Correct? That's what will happen. If you don't realize stewardship is to glorify God, you will just focus on making people better instead of glorifying God. Now, then I ask uh, CP the next question. CP, why does social gospel not glorify God? Because it is ultimately man centered, not God centered. Very good. Ultimately man centered, not God centered. But very easy to say, but what? For example, right, Jemima? Why is it men-centered? How, for example, have you been to a church that's social gospel? Are you aware of what's the focus? I think so. Okay. So, so how does it not? Why is it not about the glory of God? Because the majority of the attention is on like just men itself, and not on God. Okay. Majority is about man and not God. An example, you know, what do they do? Promote health and well. Very good. So I say we'll promote health. Right. They may just keep promoting health. It's all about health of the people. Health, health, health. Is it wrong to have health? Jillian, your sister say. Not wrong to have health. Sister disagree. So what is your sister saying? Since you're so close, I know you can read each other's mind. What is she saying? That health is more important than the other things you Very good. Health peace safety education level no drunkenness reduced crime is more important than people getting to know that they are sinners they need to repent they need to turn to god they need to be saved and then after they're saved they need to serve god right so that is correct what all you say is exactly that now if we don't realize that stewardship is to glorify God. Then we do, and churches, that's what they do. They do many things, but it's only about improving the life of people that is all. That itself is not sinful. I'll give you an example. So some, when they organize all this, they say, well, we will work with Roman Catholics, we will work with those who have the false gospel. We don't care. We just The aim is to go in there and build schools. We don't care who we work with. We work with false religions or anything. As long as we build schools. Now, what happens if you go in and do things like that, Hazel? Well, you don't be separate. Uh, okay. Uh, Natasha, what do you think? What will happen? Can you repeat the, question? the question is this. Now, Churches that say well, the most important thing is stewardship, while well, we use God's money, use God's time to, to solve social problems, alright? And we will work with um, Buddhists, we will work with Roman Catholics, we will work with uh, cults and all that. The aim is to make life in society better. Now what happens then? I guess we really have a church, more like an NGO church. So <laughs> all right all right that's the best way to describe it it's more a charity organization that is all it's not a church a church is supposed to tell people who god is glorify him people turn to him right love him and serve him correct it is not just about charity all right so i want you to understand the social gospel is very major now in, in many churches We must not think stewardship is that. Okay, so remember that. Now, the next one. Now, what what are the reasons that it is very important? Remember, stewardship is to glorify God. Now, another reason is this. Well, just now, I think one of you already said, now, if you don't remember that stewardship, or rather, I am a steward and I'm supposed to glorify God, then you will live your life mainly for yourself. All right? You live your life mainly for yourself. You're not focused on, I must use everything that I have to glorify God. In, in fact, now, I will say this. Now, what kind of church will BPCWA be? What kind of church will BPCWA be? By the time you all grow up and become the um, adults become the um, 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 mature adults in this church. What kind of church will it be? Now, it all depends on whether you all now, I hope you pay attention to this. This is the key lesson for today's lesson. You all now realize I am a steward. My life and everything that I have in my life is meant to be carefully thought through, used, managed, to serve God. If you don't think like that, let me ask you what will happen. now I've done. It. Next person, Nicole. What do you think will happen? So you're a young Christian. If you don't learn as a young Christian, my life is a steward. I'm a steward. Then everything that I have. Is meant to glorify God. If you don't learn that and remember that, what kind of Christian will you grow up to be? Do you think you will serve God? No. Do you think you will... When, when the church says, we need people to serve in this area, and then you've got a busy job, do you think you'll prioritize serving God? No. No. Do you think that when you have, well, a lot of money and then the church says, we are going to build a church, do you think you will use the money for the church? No. Do you think, now, do you understand why it is so important that at your age, Any age, your age, you remember I am a steward, because when you have that mentality, the next generation that when you grow up, you will always be, Lord, whatever I have is always meant for you. My time, my energy, my job, my resources, my health, all these things meant to glorify you, not to glorify me. Now, this is the very opposite of the health and wealth gospel. The health and wealth gospel is about you. It's a selfish gospel. The gospel that we read in the Bible, it says, whatever we have, we are to be stewards and we are to make sure that we glorify God. It's always about God. You must grow up with that. Why is it so important to realize this? I believe that many young people today, they don't attend church. They don't study the Bible They don't pray. They don't care about, well, doing anything in the church. They don't really care about sharing the gospel. They don't care. Now, if you feel that, well, that sounds like me, right? I I have not really cared. It's because you have not realized you are a steward even at your age. You have not realized that he has not sunk into you. I must care. I am the steward. Now, If you don't start now, the next generation of BPCWA is going to be people who don't care. This will be another um, um, church that will be cold. God will not use us. You'll be useless and you will be just, well, maybe living very, the very good life. But remember, we said one of the things. I think it is uh, Josiah who said, A good steward realizes he is, Josiah, he is. What is it? Good steward. You use the word. Is it you? Starts with A. Who said A? Accountable. Accountable. Your brother. Sorry, I missed you. Accountable. You see, a good steward realized, even at my age, I am accountable. I will think very carefully. When I grow up, I will be very accountable. Right? So Christian, why is it so important? What kind of church there will be on earth depends on what kind of Christian you are now. What kind of mentality you have now. Right? So, for example, um, Nicole, you are a new Christian, right? Do you find this difficult to accept? Nothing Say again. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. No, at the beginning I did, but not anymore. Right. In the beginning, I did, but the more I listen to God's word, the more I see that it is in God's word. There's nothing wrong. All right. This is what God says. Good, steward. In fact, when you are like that, God calls you good. There's nothing wrong. It's good. All right. Now, so young person, I want you to realize this. What you write down on your piece of paper tonight, I'm glad you write it down. Alright? This is not about being able to answer the next time I come back. Alright, let's quickly refer to the paper. I can give the right answer. This is not hate knowledge. Don't take this lesson about you are a steward at this age. You must grow up with that heart Don't take this as just a technical head knowledge. Now I understand this passage technically. This passage is supposed to change the way you think now. So that when you grow up, you will really be a good steward. If you don't care now. You say, well, if I have time, I would rather spend more um, pursuing my hobbies, spend my energy pursuing my friendships, my games, my hobbies. I would rather spend my time getting even better results. I don't really care about studying, growing spiritually, being ready to be useful to God. I don't really care. In fact, I'm studying very hard now because I hope one day I'll be a this, this, that, this, that, this, that professional in society. Nothing to do with the glory of God. Alright? You don't want to be such a Christian when you grow up. Do you want to be such a Christian, Yelisha? No, you don't want to be. Alright, so I hope that you remember this is not a hate knowledge lesson. Let it change your heart. I'm a steward. I want to be such a Christian. I want to be such a Christian. Alright? Now, the next one. If not, you live for your own purpose, right? You live for your own purpose. Let me say one last statement, right? Now, how you think of yourself as a steward now, even as a student, how you use your time which you have the most, alright, He's going to define what kind of Christian you will be when you grow up your test your test is your stewardship of your time as a student this week how are you going to use your time all right no, I won't I won't go for this I won't go for that um, how are you going to use your time you want to go up to be a good Christian that is how it starts steward I am a steward okay Now, the next one. Um, All right, question number five. Quickly, question number five. Just one statement. Very easy statement. Now the question is this: Look at verse eleven. How is God glorified? How is God glorified? So it's very easy, right? Glorify God, glorify God. But how is God glorified? Uh, Next. All right, Lily. If you look at verse eleven, Lily, how does the Bible say is God glorified? For example, here. How is God glorified in verse 11? Very good. How is God glorified? Look at verse 11. That um, in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ. But how? How? Yes, it's through Jesus Christ. You're right. Next one, Justin. No, just take it from this passage. All right that is correct but we want to learn specifically from this passage how? say again Um, uh, well speaking the oracles of God ministering to one another um, yes we need to do that but God explains how is Jesus Christ glorified now let me draw to you uh, maybe you're missing a point now God says this right now this is this is us. Alright, this is us. Okay? Now God says we are stewards. We are stewards, correct? Chief end of steward is to glorify God. Correct? Now, but it says is true. Jesus Christ. How, what do we do through Jesus Christ that will bring glory to God? What? Look at your Bible, it's there. Next, uh, JB. Don't look here, look at the Bible. The answer is in the Bible. Josiah. It's through Jesus Christ, but How? Right, this may be next. Jesse. Um, if, you um, if, if you tell people about Jesus, is if it? You, like, if you direct people to Jesus. You know, Alright, very good. You direct people it's because it's through Jesus, right? So this is the conduit, it's through Jesus. But how through Jesus? Well, you direct people to Jesus. Well, this one example, but it's from the Bible. Sister, how? Faith. All right, don't steal his glory. All right, don't steal his glory. All these are right, right thing. But where is the Bible? Where does the Bible say that? Last one, Noah? Okay, I think- okay so so all those things is right so you speak you minister all right so so the the, the whole family is correct all this thing is to direct people now you see how god puts it all right so you're right you 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 go into you are in the details, alright? You are in the details, but let's look at the big picture first so your details are correct. Now, let's look at the big picture. Now, through, look at verse 11. Now, shall we read together? Um, 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 in, let's read in all things, alright? That God, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Now, how? God says, now if to whom? Now to Jesus Christ, if you give praise, dominion. Now God says praise and dominion belongs to Jesus Christ. Listen carefully, praise and dominion belongs to Jesus Christ. And if you can point people, direct people, whether it's through speaking, whether it's through ministering, as you're rightly pointed out, if you can do all these things that will give praise and dominion to Jesus Christ, which, which praise and dominion belongs to Him, then God will be glorified. Who is lost? You know, you know lost. <laughs> You know, God says, glorify me through Jesus Christ, correct? You know, how? Make sure, because praise and dominion belong to Jesus, correct? Make sure that you give praise and give dominion to Jesus. Yeah, So, these two things belong to Jesus. Give it to Jesus and God will be glorified. Okay? Get it? Alright? Now, so God says, you want to glorify me, make sure that in your life, will praise, whatever you do, will bring praise to Jesus, not you. Whatever you do, people will see dominion, we'll study what it means, belongs to Jesus, not you. When people see that praise and dominion in everything that you do, is given to Jesus, God is glorified. Understand, Grace? Okay? Alright? Anything that you do, you must make sure praise and dominion is given to Jesus. Now you understand the concept. Now you understand the concept. Okay, so, now, um, what does praise and dominion mean? (laughs) That's the next thing. So, I have to make sure, I have to make sure as a steward, if I speak, if I help someone, if I give someone something, as a steward, I must make sure that praise that belongs to Jesus really goes to Him. Get it? That praise really goes to Jesus. That people will really see Jesus as domi- dominating everything. Then I am a good steward. Get it? Get it? Alright, so now, now you understand that. Now what is praise? What do you think praise is? Well, now praise, well how to have praise? Now I'm starting here because after this I'll ask you, so example, how do you live? Now praise, in order for people to praise Jesus, first and foremost, they must, you must direct people to Him, right? Like, like Jesse Riley pointed out, I must direct people's thoughts to Jesus. How would they even praise Jesus if their thoughts, they don't think about Him They think about you instead. Then praise goes to you, right? So, number one, praise to, in order that praise goes to Jesus, people must think about him. Now, number two, people must relate things, relate everything to Jesus. Relate everything to Jesus. For example, you say, Well, I give you something. They will think, Oh, thank you, Jesus. And they will relate it, it is, Jesus, who gave me uh, Matthew? Just now, I ask you, right, Matthew, who gave you your shoes and your shirts and your education? God. When I say I think about Jesus, right? I relate these things to yes, it's daddy, it's daddy, but I think I relate these things to Jesus. Correct. Now, then the next one, what is this? Then the next one is, people will actually um, acknowledge. Acknowledge it is from Jesus. People say, I acknowledge it. Yes, it is Him. That's why all these things must belong to Jesus. When people think of Him, related to Him, will acknowledge, well, this is from Jesus, from God. Then praise goes to Him. Now, does all this belong to Jesus? God says praise belongs to Jesus. Does all this belong to Jesus? Really, it belongs to Him, right? It really belongs to Him. You know, I I shared this a few times, right? Um, In Singapore, in this church, um, there was an extremely intelligent Teenager, right? Maybe like, maybe like Noah and Ryan's age. Very intelligent, great at sports, great in school, top student, right? Straight A, and then great at sports. How rare a combination, right? Fantastic, right? But the father would say, "You see, this one came from me. This is my son. I'm, there must be something, some genes in me that is so good, right? That's why my son turned out like that." They were unbelievers at that time, right? And suddenly, the boy caught a. Uh, very rare disease and become a vegetable, right? Cannot move at all, right? Just in a wheelchair, totally. Now, then fa- finally, the father realized that there is a God. I always felt that this is me, I created this, but there's a God that's in control, that is beyond me. He began to relate everything in life has to do with this God in control. Then he began to acknowledge only God. Can help only God matters, right? Then he got saved, right? You see, when man gives a praise to God, right, there is salvation grace in that, right? So please don't think that if no matter how clever how you really think, if secretly in your heart you really think you're dead, instead of giving praise, you steal the glory from God, right? Some of you use those words, steal the glory from God. So that is that. Now what is dominion? Now understand all this, huh? then later we say how should you act? What is dominion? Well, dominion means ruler, rulership, right? Of course, a uh, dominion means rulership, right? I'm in, in control. I'm in dominion of this place, rulership. All right, one. Now, it also means, all right, the right to decide. The right to decide. If I am someone in dominion, means I have a right to decide anything. Alright? And the third one, it means that I own. Someone in dominion, he dominates, everything is owned by him. Alright? I own all things. Alright? Dominion. So, now, God says, dominion, now look at Bible, huh? Um, to whom be praise and dominion forever. So dominion belongs to Christ. So now you must, how do you glorify God? Now look up here. How can a Christian glorify God? Everything that you do, you speak, you do something for someone, you give something to, for someone, you help someone, everything. The people must realize it is Jesus that sovereignly Acted. Jesus intervened. Jesus came into the picture. He's the ruler. Now he's the one who actually got you to help him. Maybe I explain it this way. Um, all right. So you live in a country, right? You live in a country. You need help. You're a beggar in the country, all right? Then a soldier comes. A soldier comes, and the soldier looks at you and say, "Okay, um, here is some money for you to buy food." All right. Now the soldier, uh, the beggar, the beggar would think. Oh, it is the king's soldier. The beggar doesn't think it's the soldier. It's the king who told the soldier, to, the ruler told the soldier, in my country, this is how we all live. Huh? You go around and you see these people who need help, you give them my money. The ruler. So every Christian, whatever you do, you must help people to think, Jesus Christ is the one that actually came in and helped. He's the one, not me. Matthew, for example, you help your friend. All right? Then friends say, oh Matthew, thank, thank Matthew that you are here. Then you say, no, no, you know, actually it's Jesus that sent me. All right? I happen to go past, it's not by chance. They will think that it is Jesus that is involved. He's the dominion. Nothing happens outside his control. Understand? Nothing happens outside Jesus' control. It is Jesus that intervened. Now, right to decide means no one can say, well, you know, why, why do you want to spend the money this way? Why do you want to spend time this way? You must always say, no, I'm just a steward. God says, this is how I live. Your daddy and mommy say, why are, you, why are you spending so much time reading the Bible? Why are you going to church so often? Why are you serving in the church? Then in your heart, you must find out how to let them realize, well, that is how God wants me to live. God is in control. all right, And everything that I have, God owns. Now, Christian I hope you understand this. So, for example, uh, Caleb, you're going to have time this holiday, alright? Holiday is coming. You're going to have time. Who owns your time? Now you know, God, alright? God owns my time. Now, so God owns your time. Then, um, the church asks you to help to do something, alright? Now, should you say, well, I don't want to. I, I have got a time, a lot of time in holiday, but I don't want to use it for God. Can you say that? Not. You can say that, but is it right to say that? No, because God owns your time. You cannot say, I don't want to serve God. I don't want to use this for God. You can't. So when a Christian, now listen carefully, uh, this is the main part. Dominion belongs to Christ, correct? Dominion belongs to Christ. Now, if you are a Christian who say I don't my things don't belong to God. My time don't belong to God. My, my energy don't belong to God. My intelligence don't belong to God. These things don't belong to God. I intend to live as I wish. I can listen to all these kind of things in these kind of churches, but I don't intend to change. You are saying this, Jesus, you have no dominion over me. I want you to pay attention to this. When a Christian says, I am not a steward. My life is my life. You are basically saying, Jesus, you have no dominion over me. Understand that. A Christian who lives a backslider life, who do not turn back to God, who do not want to live a godly life for God and and have a, a clean life for God, is saying, God, you are not a ruler over me. Now, God says when a Christian want to glorify God, stewardship glorify God means everything that you do must make people think of Him, relate to Him, acknowledge Him and really see that God owns you and God owns everything that you have. Okay? Okay, I know this is a bit long and you're kind of tired now. My last, my statement is this and then I want you to apply. Everything that you do from now onwards, you must show. You must make people think of Him, relate it to Him, acknowledge it is from Him and make people see that God really owns your time, God really owns you, God owns your life, God owns everything. You must make people see that. When people see number one, see A and B, when people see A and B, God says, I'm glorified. Okay, now I ask you to apply. Now I ask you to apply. But question number seven. How? Give some examples. Now you understand this. Give some examples. Give some examples. I'll help you. Because now you must be real. It's not go home and then nothing changes. Now, maybe, I can't remember where I stopped. Be honest, where did I stop? (laughs) <laughs> Lily accidentally put up her right? hand. No. Where did I stop? Somewhere Somewhere there, is it? Who? Hurry up. Be honest. Down there, point here. Down here, point there. Oh, stop at Noah. Really? Okay. I thought you answer it. Maybe, okay, then Ryan. Alright, Ryan. Give an example. Now you know, I want to glorify God as a steward. Everything that I say and do must have this. Then God is glorified. Correct? Understand now? Now, Maybe you give something to someone. Alright? Someone, your classmate, uh, your Christian friend in church. Alright? Enoch. Enoch is very poor. And then Enoch needs a pair of shoes. Alright? Enoch shoes that are full of holes already. Enoch needs a pair of shoes. Alright? Then you know, Enoch's size and mine are about the same. Not true. You <laughs> know, about the same size. Now, I got a pair of shoes that I can give to Enoch. Alright? Because, you know, we decided, why do I have more than one pair of shoes? Ah, everything that I own... There is it belongs to it's meant for someone so then you want to help enoch with that you don't want to give you're exercising stewardship correct but you can be the social gospel you you're very poor i must make your life better or you can say i'm a steward i must glorify god i'm a steward i must glorify god i must make sure these two things happen so now is the test you got a shoe you got enoch without shoes all right shoes a lot of holes how do you do something that will fulfill this. Give an example. Um, Essay question. Okay. <laughs> Essay question. Maybe I could give it to like, another person I know and then tell them to give it to Alright, you give to another person to give to Enoch. So you say, I'll give it to Noah to give it to Enoch. Why do you do that? Look up here. Why do you do that? Alright, number one. I don't want Enoch to think about Ryan. I want Enoch to think about... But Noah is not Jesus. <laughs> so, huh? why do you ask Noah? Uh, because, well, I can tell Noah <laughs> Very good. Was- I can tell Noah, tell Noah, Noah, don't tell Enoch where this came from. Alright? So, now you are trying to make him not think about you. Remember, it's praise, don't think about me. Then, relate it to Jesus. How to relate? For example, you can say, well, tell, tell Enoch that don't tell Enoch you know, who, who just tell Enoch you know, is God you know make me realise this saw that his shoes was full of holes when he was walking one day he was limping relate now relate relate people to think about God please know that relate people to think about God don't say uh, tell Noah uh, tell Enoch don't, don't think who don't think who just think about Jesus but then you give hints 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 is someone that is tall sit next to you saw you Alright, you really want them to only think about God. Everything that you describe, you describe, You want them to be relating it to Jesus. Alright, now acknowledge, then you really want him to receive it and make sure he never finds out. Alright, so this is an example. So, when the Christians say, I'm a steward, then everything that you do, always try to keep yourself out of the picture and let people think about God. You want to describe anything? Make sure you describe it in a way which they will only think about related to Jesus, right? Then God is glorified, right? Instead of you, instead of you. Now I give you an example. Look at here. Now look at verse ten. I'm oh, sorry, verse eleven. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. You notice, as the oracles of God. Maybe one you study the Bible, then one day God uses you, all right? Nico, all right. So you study the Bible, you know more. Then one day God used Nicole to help. To explain something to another Christian. Are you supposed to speak Nicole's or oracles means words, alright? Words. Speak Nicole's words or God's words? God's word. And you must always say, God says. God says. God says. The Bible says. Alright? If you explain it in a way that people think, Wow, Nicole, you're very smart, huh? Oh Nicole, how come you understand these things? Then you know you fail. Alright? Now, do you want to be Sunday school teachers? Who want to be Sunday school teacher? Right, all very humble. Huh? Now, I want you to know, look at verse 10. Huh? Verse 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, you know what's minister? Minister means the word we get deacons. Servant. servants, Servant. Now, why does Peter say this? If any man speak, is any man minister? You know what, in churches, very often people say that. You ask them, alright, who wants to be the, in charge of cleaning toilets? You're very quiet. Who wants to be a Sunday school teacher? (laughs) Right? Why does God say that? Anyone minister is to remember this. Remember this. From your age, please remember this. From your age, please remember this. I said it twice already. When you are a steward, it doesn't matter whether it's washing the toilet or whether it is being a Sunday school teacher. That is this passage. Whether you teach in church or whether you serve in the lowest capacity, you are simply being a steward, that is all. Don't think that unless I have a title of, uh, for the guys, uh, a deacon, an elder, a pastor, a full-time worker, uh, then it is good. Don't think like that. That That's why God said, if you teach, it's about God. And don't just think that teaching is, is, is a good steward, even being a servant. All right? Please remember that. Now, I always imagine this in heaven. In heaven, Jesus, God gives the command to one angel. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm, this is not real. <laughs> is telling you, I try, try to help you to imagine. God tells one angel, go and wash the toilet. All right? And then tells another angel, all right? Go and um, appoint a pastor. All right? Both angels will fly from heaven as fast as they can. Both angels will fly to earth singing joyfully in praise and worship of God. Both angels. Because the angels are only thinking, I am a steward. Anything that the Master asks me to do, which the Master is God, it is a great privilege. I want you to remember that. Anything that God asks an angel to do. In their mind, is very clear. I'm just telling you a story, right? In their minds, I imagine. It is my God, whatever He asks me to do, I fly with joy to do it. That is all. Now, that is stewardship. But many of us, well, be teacher, I fly to do it. Be uh, someone who mop, clean, serve. Right. Do it grumbling, right? We shouldn't be like that. The difference, the main thing we remember is Steward means God tells me to do it. God is the most important thing. All right? So don't ever serve. Right? Please don't grow up ever serving. Who wants to be church musician? Yes, yes, I want to be church musician. Who wants to be in charge of the kitchen ministry? All the dirty work. Uh, no, 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 no. Alright? Then I say, Ah, you, Elisha, be in charge of kitchen ministry. Ah, oh, but I wanted to be the pianist. It must never be like that. It's obvious. Anything that God gives me to do, I'm a steward. I am serving the one who has dominion in all things. It's a privilege. Anything. No title, whatever job, I'm a very happy steward. Alright, understand? I hope you remember that. Grow up with that, alright? I don't want a church that people grew up in. If I got title, if I'm praised, then I'll do it. Then what, what is all this? Not there anymore. Okay, so I... I'm trying to help you understand this. Now, so, for example, also when you help someone, when you help someone, someone asks you, can you help me? All right, Enoch. Can you, Enoch, your, your Christian friend, ask you, can you help me with this homework? Then Enoch says, oh, this is my favorite subject. Are you going to help? Now, Enoch, how do, you, how do you help the person such that the person, you will glorify God? How? You finish. And then the person says, wow, Enoch is so clever. Alright, so for example, I'll say, no, it is God that gave me the talent. I don't know why I'm so good in this. God gave me. So you make them think about God and acknowledge that it's Him. All right? Don't walk away, yes, I'm very clever. Right? It's me. All right? um, that kind of thing. All right? So the Christian steward is always very careful to always make people think of God. Okay? So when you serve in church, the last one, when you serve in church, maybe when you grow up, or maybe now you're very young. All right? So we ask, Okay, ask uh, for example, Phoebe, right? Phoebe, Phoebe, can you please help during this holiday to do this thing, all right? Wow, then it's quite an important thing in church. Okay? Now, then the thing after that, everyone said, wow, who made this, who made this book? Wow, this is so useful, this is very good. And then how how do you make sure that as a steward you glorify God? God gave me the ability. But then the moment you say, God gave me, they say, oh, Phoebe is involved. What's the best? Then pastor said, oh, Phoebe, can I put your name in the book? What would you say? What's that? No, don't. Why? You work so hard, you know. It gives glory to myself. It gives glory to myself. You know, so in churches, people are like, well, everything, my name, everything, my name. All right? Make people think of this, all right? So some that's why in some churches you see things and like all that, no names there, because it is God that gave us the ability to do it, correct? Now, last one. Uh, maybe I jump to this side. Okay, maybe um, Natasha, all right? Natasha, new to church, so I pick on you. All right, Natasha. So um, you have a relative who did not believe in Jesus, and their relative is a very well um, old friend, friend, classmate, all right? Drunkard. And druggie and all that, right? Then, the, then you share the gospel with her and then she got saved, right? She got saved. And then she wants to give testimony to the church, all right? So she wrote a testimony and then she mentioned all, all the things about how you helped her and all that. Now, what would you do in that situation? Now that you know you're a steward and stewards are to glorify God, what would you do? redirect her alright so the first thing you do to the person maybe God will use you one day to lead someone to Christ first thing is to help the person to know it is not me it's God that brought me it is God that saved you correct now so that's the person but the person says oh this is my testimony I want to get the church to print it out I want to read it to the church then you see your name all over there what would you do next not, she printed for you to look. Uh, reprint, reprint, and ask her to do what? Add more names. Name. Very good. Can you please remove my name? Right? Because why? When the church people read, say, oh, it's Natasha, Natasha, Natasha. But when Natasha's name is taken out, all people read is how she got saved, how God moved, how God worked, and it's all about that, right? Alright, so Christian, you are stewards. You have time. Yes, you use the time. Someone got saved. Yeah, but I used my holiday to go and help someone, you know. Then the person got saved. Now you come to church, you keep talking about it. But if you're a good steward, you always know it's God that saved. It's God that worked, correct? Everything must be in that way of thinking for a Christian, okay? Alright, so, so these are examples. Are you a good steward? Do you point people to God? Now, then, well, I think we have no time, so I just give question number eight, give you the answer. Also give some examples of how people can glorify yourself. How can you glorify yourself? Well, it's the opposite of all this. Huh? I want to be Sunday school teacher, I don't want to be kitchen ministry. Alright, I want to be important positions. That's all. Alright, I want to be in a position like, that everyone will see me. Well, that is one example. Um, another example is, well, whatever you do, you make sure that people think about you instead of Christ all the incidences you say you know i that day i i i i right now then the question number 9 and then we close question number 9 now what must the amen what must the amen mean remind me of amen look at verse 11 it ends um, praise and dominion forever and ever amen amen what must amen mean what does amen mean last I don't know where I start. It's just random. Um, uh, Anna, Anna Tiong, what does Amen mean? Let it be so. Okay, let it be so. Let it be so. Alright? Well, look up here. Amen in the Bible means let it be so. Let all praise, let all dominion. Dominion means people know that really everything that you give them belong to God. Eh? It belong to God. Alright? All praise, all dominion belong to Christ. Let it be so. Now, who can make that be so? Do you understand what I'm saying? Who can make that be so? That all praise and all dominion will belong to Jesus and therefore God will be glorified. Who can make that happen? Well, I have the responsibility to fulfill. Very good. When you say Amen means God, let it be so, and let me be the that steward. Let me be that steward. You don't learn all this and then go home and behave in your old selfish, self-centered live for yourself. I'm not going to live for God kind of life anymore. So, Amen, when you say Amen, it means let all of us say, Lord, let it be so in my life. Lord, I am young, but let it be so now, so that I will grow up to be even a better steward. All right? Now, students, if you don't build the attitude now, now is just time, later when you have money, later when you have all these things that you have the ability to go and live for yourself, you are not going to change. Now is the time to build the attitude. Remember? Alright? Okay, so I hope that we learned some things about stewardship. Let us close in prayer.